interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome back to South of the A, and today we turn one year. It's been an amazing experience having these great conversations with people from around the community. If you've been here from the beginning, I cannot thank you enough. And if you're new here, if this is your first episode, welcome. This is South of the Eight, a local podcast that loves to celebrate our community and talk to those that make it that much greater. Anyways, again, a year. It's crazy. I know I'm not as consistent lately as I wish I was, but I have to say this podcast really saved my sanity during 2020. I mean, it goes without saying 2020 was a bit of a bust. It still is. 2021 is just a little bit more of that. But a lot of us found hobbies and this was mine. So again, if anyone's listening, has been listening, I cannot thank you enough. Um, Yeah, it's just a great hobby and I hope to keep doing it and uh, hopefully more consistent as well. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode is with Giovanna, which is actually our also our first ever episode. We're just a little bit of an update on COVID. That's actually what we talked about first. And here we are a year later talking about it. So it goes to show that, you know, we definitely underestimated this pandemic. But anyways, again, I want to thank anyone that's ever listened to any episode. And again, if you're new, I hope you guys stay along for the ride. Thank you so much for a year and have a good day. Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba el rey David hoy por ser día de tu santo. Hi Giovanna, can't believe it's been a year. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. I mean, it's, I can't believe we're still here. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we're still here. So for those who don't know, uh, Giovanna here uh, was our first guest for the podcast for south of the eight podcast officially uh, i was a great episode i listened to it not too long ago but there's definitely some things that we sort of mispredicted i remember one of the things we mentioned was that it would only last a couple months so <laughs> here we are a year <laughs> later still stumbling on vaccines still stumbling on i think we're now like orange tier maybe still red tier so that's super interesting and <laughs> uh but anyway uh, without further ado Jemana, thank you so much for coming back a year later uh what's been of you for this last year so a lot, actually, <laughs> I feel like. Um, so I did graduate uh, with my bachelor's in public health. Um, I will be pursuing my master's in public health. Um, I start in August. Um, I will no longer be in California. So yay for me. <laughs> yeah, you go to Texas, yeah? <laughs> yes, I am. So I'm very happy about that. And That's awesome. I have two jobs. So I did get a job working with COVID um, remotely, of course calling people that have been exposed. And then I just recently got a new job as a health coach, which is also remote. Um, but it's cool because I get to work with a population that I really wanted to work for with a long time, which is Hispanics and Latinos. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so one way or another, just giving back to the community, huh? Yes. <laughs> that's great. So anyway, um, I remember the, when we started our first episode, one of the main topics was COVID. Um, obviously, because it was so unprecedented. And I remember thinking like, well, at least I have to mention it because I remember thinking then like I have to mention it, but I'm sure it'll get out of the way pretty soon. And then again, here we are. And that's all that people are still talking about COVID. Now we're dealing with uh, vaccines before it was. Do we believe in it (laughs) or is it a thing? Right. COVID real. (laughs) Is COVID real. Should we worry? Is it just like the flu? Now we moved over to vaccines. So one of the main things with vaccines, uh, from what I understand, is that not there's a couple of them, right? Uh, can you explain that sort of tier list or that differences for me? So as far as in the U.S., um, we have three FDA approved ones, and it is the uh, Moderna, the Pfizer, and then the Johnson & Johnson Janssen vaccine. Okay. 
And then, um, I, yeah, I was going to say, I understand that the doses are also different. Two of those have a double dose and one of them has the one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, so the Moderna, it has the two doses. The Pfizer also has the two doses. And then the Johnson & Johnson is a one time and done type of deal. Right. And you don't really get to choose, right? If I show up, I can't be like, hey, I want the so-and-so. You just got to get what you get. Yeah. So whenever you make your appointment, um, they already have like the supply. So wherever you go, you know, if they have Moderna, you'll get Moderna. If they have Pfizer, you'll get Pfizer. And if they have Johnson and Johnson, which I know a lot of people don't want, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You'll get that one. Right. I mean, okay. So one of, I was going to actually bring that up because I know that with the Johnson and Johnson, people are saying it's like, well, it's the one and done. So a lot of people think that it's easier because you don't have to go back, you know, but on the other side of that, a lot of people say, well, it's also less percent effective. Is that what it is? Is that like 60 something percent? Am I wrong? Yeah, I think it's it, it has a range from like 65 to 80 something percent of okay. effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually not that good to compare vaccines. Right. Because okay. if, if you look at it, like um, if I remember at the top of my head, the Pfizer had way less participants compared right. to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So obviously that's going to skew your number. Right. And from what I remember with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, they did the trial while there was a lot of COVID cases. So they were able to get multiple people that were actually like getting sick right. and with the variants as well. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like I said, you can't really compare them. <laughs> um, they all have their own thing. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, you know, any vaccine is good. Um, yeah. If you are trying to get vaccinated, whatever is available, I recommend that you get it because right. honestly, it's better to have it and just get mildly sick as opposed to, you know, being hospitalized. Yeah, that's actually a perfect segue. I know that a lot of people are also hesitant. And again, this is people that aren't straight up just anti-vaxxers because those that's a whole different topic. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We can go down a rabbit hole and they'll still never agree with us, right? Because we're part of the deep state. But as for everybody else, the people still have sort of concerns, you know? And also a lot of people will think that, you know, once enough people get it and there's herd immunity, why should they? But that said, um, why is it you think uh, important for everybody that has an opportunity to go get it to get it? I mean, you know, just getting it feels like a great way to go back to normal life you know like we're all COVID fatigued we're all tired of like going out and having to wear a mask or you know like just being anxious about being out or having a beer you know eating at a restaurant what have you um so you know that mentality of herd immunity like I get it but what if so many other people are seeing that too so then we're never going to reach that herd immunity if a lot of people are like well i'm just gonna wait to <laughs> you know till that percentage of people is reached well what if we never are because everyone is thinking that so yeah that's a good point yeah it's it comes back to just doing your part right just like you wear a mask to go to the store hey man just yep. go get the vaccine like and if anything a lot of people are struggling to even get it i know that i understand that as of this episode, um, when it goes up, I, I believe it'll be the 11th. But as of the 16th, I believe in California, anyone over the age of 16 will be able to get it. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big deal, especially considering that so far it's been, uh, what is it, tier one and two, whereas usually first responders, healthcare workers, I believe they moved on to teachers. So there's a lot of things that people are still, a lot of people are still eligible. But as far as like civilians, I guess, quote unquote, per se, we're still just kind of waiting. We're just 
I can't, I can't wait. The moment it's available, the moment I already have a alert on my Kaiser thing, the moment it's available, I'm going straight in. I don't care if I have to wait two hours, you know? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, I know that it's been really challenging to make an appointment. And even when, you know, they only opened it to seniors, like yeah. it was a huge challenge. They couldn't make an appointment, you know, like the, the site was crashing. Um, so I know it's pretty frustrating. I myself had to like, go on my turn and I was checking every day because I, I did fall into one of the eligible criteria. Yeah. Um, so I know it's frustrating, but yeah, even if you have to wait, like you said, two hours, I promise you that it's worth it. Like I don't feel anxious anymore about going out and going to the gym. Like I don't feel anxious about getting my family sick or my right. friends. Like, yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> and I was going to ask, are you on dose two already? Yes, so I got my second dose a week ago. Um, so you're not fully vaccinated until two weeks after you get your second dose or your Johnson & Johnson. Um, it does take about two weeks for your body to create those antibodies. Right. Um, so, and I know it's a little confusing because we still have to wear masks wow. and, you know, social distance, but I just want to remind you all that you can still get COVID. You just won't die it's basically the point of the vaccine okay. not dying yeah because that, that's another thing that a lot of people are hesitant about it's like why why have the vaccine if i still have to wear the mask and do all these sort of things you know and um from what i understand you're also still contagious is that correct so you're still sort of have to take care of yourself and those around you it's just that you won't uh, quote unquote die. yeah i i think that i if i remember reading correctly with the pfizer they were saying that there was no asymptomatic transmission from vaccinated oh, wow. individuals. Okay. Um, I think they're still researching it. So do not like quote <laughs> me on that, please. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a step but, in the right direction. It seems like good information that's coming out, you know, and every day we learn something new, which is good. Um, and it's, it's just all good things. So as far as, uh, as far as that, as far as the vaccine, I understand that a lot of people are having pretty gnarly symptoms after the second dose. Could you elaborate a little bit on that and maybe share a little bit of your experience with the uh, vaccine? So I was very lucky that with my second dose, all I had was arm pain at the injection site and I was sweating at night. So that's, you know, like I'm not a sweaty person. So that was weird <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had night sweats, but that was it. I didn't get a fever. I didn't have muscle pain or anything. Um, but I do know that some people, you know, they get the fever, they get the muscle pain, they get a headache. Um, my family members with their second dose, they have felt sick, but I just remind them like, hey, it's totally normal. Mm -hmm. Like all those symptoms that I mentioned right now are normal. It's your body, your immune system. It's creating antibodies. It's right. like with the flu shot, you get the flu shot and some people are like, well, I got sick after I got it. It's like, no, your body, your immune your immune system is building that, you know, immunity. So that's what those symptoms are. Of course, is there something like out of the ordinary, you know, where like maybe your chest is pounding or something, then obviously go to the ER. But yeah. other than that, you should be fine. <laughs> All right. Then. So, and, and like you mentioned, it's not necessarily that you're getting uh, coronavirus. I know a lot of people are thinking mm -hmm. that when you get a vaccine, they, I, I think what it is, is they think back to when they mention, um, 
vaccines like uh, the chicken pop vaccine, right? The, it was always mm -hmm. the idea that they're getting a little bit of it, putting it inside of you so that you're immune to it. So a lot of people think of vaccines as that. So when they think of the COVID vaccine, they think, well, they're going to inject me with it. That's what I'm getting. And I'm just going to, you know, why, why go? Um, but you're right. It's just your body sort of adapting to the whole thing. And it does vary. That's another thing that people have to consider, you know, just because your family member got super sick doesn't mean you will. And the other way around, right? You shouldn't be yeah, exactly. scheduling work for the day after your vaccine. You have to make sure you're okay to go. And I'm sure, I mean, for the most part, I'm sure work will understand, especially if they're yeah. providing it, say in your case or teachers and things like that. I'm sure there's a buffer zone or buffer time that they give you. Um, and maybe plan ahead, you know, maybe do it on a, try to do it as early to the weekend or closer to your mm -hmm. days off. I know it's hard to schedule vaccines. And as of the 16th, I'm sure it's going to be mayhem when everybody gets a chance to do it. But again, yeah. it's sort of a social, it'll be socially acceptable to sort of take a day off, you know, if you need to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure employers are pretty lenient, you know, because some people do feel like, but the next day and it's fine. Like, just take that day if you need it. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, also with the vaccines, uh, I understand that there is a little bit of a wait time, right? Even if you have a, we're talking about that a little earlier, but even if you do have an appointment, what, what should people expect as far as uh, going to get a vaccine? Could you elaborate? <laughs> right. So, okay. So let's say I, I managed to get an appointment, right? Mm -hmm. What should I prepare for? What should I bring? What do I need? How do I go to get a vaccine to make sure that I don't get sent back home or you know, have to go to work, you know, if, if it's at 930 appointment and it's 940 and I still haven't got my vaccine, like, you know, what, what should I expect? Um, so I can speak about my experience. Sure. Uh, so because I went as, you know, like an, a healthcare worker per se, mm -hmm. um, I did have to take like my pay stub okay. um, and of course a government ID. Mm -hmm. And when I arrived there, it was in Del Mar. So it was drive through. Um, so there's people guiding you. And then once you're inside, it's all like split up in different lanes, kind of like the border, okay. um, if that helps. Yeah. Um, and I was in my car and someone checked me in. They checked my ID, you know, make sure that I was there for the appointment at the correct time and then verify that I was eligible with my pay stub. And then after they checked me in, um, I drove up a little bit and then that's when the nurse gave me the shot and then they gave me the information like you might experience side effects blah 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 um so that's what it, that was my experience yeah um once it opens up for everyone over 16 i imagine you will no longer have to take your pay stubs yeah. and just probably you know a government id um but yeah obviously you know if your appointment is at 9 30 i mean don't expect to get your shot right at 9 30 you know you might have yeah. to wait a little to check in so yeah no, I understand. It, it, that's what, that's kind of what I was going for. People have to understand that this is still pretty new. We're still trying to figure stuff out. So it's going to be a while, but keep in mind, you're getting a vaccine and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. you can, I mean, I would say kind of sort of put the day out for just that. It's going to be quite an activity. It's going to be tedious, but you know, the, the fact that they're there is a big step and just getting it. It's really the, the goal for the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I know I've seen um, like pop-up locations, you know, like a pop-up in National City, pop-up in Logan um, for certain populations and communities. And I know that some people do go like two hours before they even open just, you know, to be in line and be one of the first ones. Um, so like I said, I know it's, you know, it's not ideal, but yeah. it's a step towards normalcy. 
Yeah, and it goes to show, I mean, the fact that so many people want to get it, it goes to show that we're sort of doing something right, right? For the most part, I feel like there is extremes, again, that don't want the mm-hmm. vaccine, and that's going to be a pain in the ass. But at the end of the day, for the most part, it seems like people are, are interested, especially when they sort of promised the idea that there is a possibility for normalcy again. Again, just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you get to just fucking rip off the mask and go back to yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. But with that, what can we look for um, for, let's say, six months from now as far as like, good portion of the population um, gets the vaccine what, what is there anything predicted as far as what the new normal will be or where we can where we're going to go from there i mean honestly what would be six months from now like the end of the year kind of Toward, yeah for the most part yeah towards i mean i know california is planning to reopen on june 15 i know other states have lifted already mask mandates Mm-hmm. Um, which I disagree with, but Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think that probably one thing we can expect is for it to be okay to gather with other people that are vaccinated or other people that are low risk for having COVID. Um, you know, maybe this year we will all be able to spend the holidays with our family members. You know, traveling would be easier now. Right. Um, just little things like that. I don't think that we will be 100% back to normal. Um, I do still expect to be wearing a mask, you know, up until the end of the year. Yeah. But I think traveling is a big one. Um, events, um, concerts. Right. I, yes. I believe that those will be making a comeback this year. Wow. This year, within 2021. They already are in some states. Wow, really? Like, I'm, I'm, are you talking like driving concerts or are you talking like actual concerts? Because I know in no, some like countries concerts. like New Zealand and Australia, they've been having concerts. But wow. wow well, yeah, but cool. they have like no cases. <laughs> yeah, they're the best. I know that's what I mean. I know. Like, they, they got their shit down. But I'm saying like, because yeah. I know that like a lot of places like Texas say like, they took out the mandate, but not because they were low on cases, just because they're like, fuck it. We're done. Yeah. You know, so let's say the most extreme California. You think California will be having concerts by the end of the year? Um. I can see California having concerts. Um, Maybe you will have to be vaccinated to enter or, um, you know, I think it'll be still, I think it'll be done in a socially distanced way. Like um, I'm not a big sports fan, but (laughs) I have seen that sports venues opened up Yeah, and I know there is like a limited capacity. I think that I saw Golden State, they opened up a section for vaccinated people only. And I know that that section was more relaxed. Yeah. as compared to so i mean so, these are little steps that we're seeing yeah so you know, towards that actually good. also a great segue um vaccine passports uh can you ex- elaborate or explain that a little bit because i've heard it about it in the news but maybe some people are don't really realize what that is how do you go to get one and what would it look like i think the vaccine passport is just your when you get your vaccine you get um like the proof i guess mm-hmm. and it says what shot you got when you got it and where you got it um so i have mine it has both my doses it has the location the date Mm -hmm. and i believe that that is your vaccine passport okay so i know that there's been a talk a discussion that you may need to be showing that when you travel Mm -hmm. to certain places and i know that some people are upset about that but (laughs) i mean Yeah, it's, it's not like a proof of vaccination in order to do something is a new concept hello yeah. like we all got vaccines to go to school yeah that's that's what's <laughs> interesting about that conversation when people say like oh they're just you know um 
they're oppressing us to make sure we don't go anywhere. It's like, well, and I know that for the most part, like going places like in Asia and things like that, or South America, you have to get certain vaccines to even travel. So this is an yeah, like concept, if you're going to right? Thailand, you're going to be right. getting certain shots, you know, to not die from a mosquito bite. Like exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it it's just, normal. Yeah, but it's it's again. It's pushing people outside of their own bubble and comfort zone, you know, and uh, I understand that people are hesitant. Don't get me wrong. I I mean, I'm, I'm the one that I'm like, yeah, just fucking put it in. I'm good. But I understand that some people are just like, well, what about this? What about that? It's OK mm-hmm. to have some questions, but people have to understand that, you know, there's a lot of information. Or mi- uh, Let me rephrase that. There's a lot of misinformation, especially in places like Facebook, where you can like memify any idea and it just becomes super powerful. The, the amount of times I've heard certain things from my parents or family members, you know, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, let's backtrack. You know, where'd you get that information? I said, well, on Facebook, I'm like, okay, all right, let's, <laughs> let, let's break that down. Like who shared it? Like, it, and I used to do it as a joke, but then I realized they take it as an attack, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I'm being an asshole. I got to like fall back and be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but, and then just sort of share the proper information. Or, I mean, it sounds, uh, uh, it sounds bad to say the proper information because they think they have the right information, but just maybe the scientifically based information. We're <laughs> trying to dissect where they got their information from. Yeah, and it's not so much that I'm telling them they're wrong as much as like, hey, maybe like next time, check where that's from. You know, because not to say mm-hmm. that Facebook doesn't have good information. I'm sure there's a lot of proper information, but for some reason, it doesn't travel as fast or it doesn't travel as well. So you gotta watch out. Yeah, you know, right now the big one is the vaccine creates infertility or yeah so i know that of some women that are trying to get pregnant are not getting the vaccine because of that but again it's like with the autism it's just not based on something scientific yeah yeah definitely and even and it's funny because um when they'll bring up the case about um the doctor that's had that said that it can vaccines can create autism they don't mm-hmm. listen to the information about the fact that the doctor got disbarred or he got his yes. taken away. And that yeah. even he himself said, you know, that was for it was shit. fake. Yeah, it yeah. was fake. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was doing. It's blah, called blah, blah, a blah. Wakefield study. Yeah, but I feel like uh, I think what it is, it's the fear of um well, just fear, really. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, it's it's easier to believe that something can cause you harm than rather trust it. So again. I'm not shitting on anti-vaxxers, but I'm shitting on anti-vaxxers, I guess. Yeah, no, and I get it. Like, I know that people will have questions and, you know, that's totally normal and encouraged, you know, ask your yeah. questions. But I mean, when it comes to things like this, that have scientific, you know, proof and data and whatever, what have you, like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And also I have to take to cut into consideration the fact that like, this is a step in the right direction, right? You do want... The same people that are arguing against vaccine are also the people that don't want to wear masks sometimes. So it's like, hey, I have a little thing for you. If you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear the mask in a couple of months, yeah. years. We'll be done. Like we can just put this behind us, you know. But again, it's uh, there's a lot of that goes into the sort of uh, what people believe and what they want to believe. Mm-hmm. So that's a conversation. But I, I guess more or less, I wanted to talk about these things for the people that are sort of on the edge or maybe a little scared or like we mentioned, they're hesitant on getting it. You know, because sometimes you'll put it away and I'm like, oh, I'll just make the appointment later. I'll just do it later. And then you never get it. I've done that with the flu shot in years past where it's so easy. I just I just had to show up to my my uh, one of my hospitals, you know, and I would get it. And you but get I just it. kept pushing it away, pushing it away before I knew it. it was the end of the season. And I go and get it. And I guess, you know, the stern uh, look from my doctor or my nurse. But, you know, this is a bigger deal. And I feel like if people want to go back to normal, we got to we got to step up. 
Yep. No, I agree. <laughs> yep. So with that, what about what are we looking like in San Diego as far as uh, April, uh, mid-April? Uh, what tier are we on? How are we looking? Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? Uh, so as of yesterday, we moved to orange tier, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I mean, that means that there's not a lot of cases, so more stuff can open. I know that restaurants and gyms opened a couple weeks ago indoor. Um, and I know that now bars can be open, open without having to serve food, which is a big deal. I know because yeah. <laughs> a lot of them were closed. Yeah. Um, so again, like sports, you know, a lot of people at the San Diego Padres, Padres, sorry, <laughs> games. So, like I said, I think that by the end of the year, we can expect to see sort of pre-COVID, you know, right. events, pre-COVID yeah. gatherings. That's, that's good. And that's all given that we all sort of do our part, yeah? Yeah. If, I mean, California is doing good with the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I, I won't discredit the Biden administration. You know, he fulfilled that promise of 100 I think it was 100 million doses or something like that yeah, in the first 100 days. And he did it before. And they say he might even complete 200 by the end of the first 100. So Yeah, which is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. that's great. I, I love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I love sure. to see a president that puts an emphasis on the pandemic. and On science? Yeah, on science. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not definitely. hydrochloroquine. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those were the good old days, man. That's. That was interesting. Uh, so what about uh, surges? Is there any chance of surges? I know that we recently had a spring break or those that were lucky enough to have a spring break had one. I know there was a uh, huge uh, gatherings and parties in places like Miami, New Orleans, yeah. places like that. Is there any fear of California having sort of a fourth wave or really just a re-up of the first wave? Because we, <laughs> we haven't even left it. Um, so I know some states are seeing surges. Um, and they're seeing it more in younger people um, and healthier people. So I do believe that a surge is always a concern um, and more so because of all the different variants that we have for COVID. Right. So I think that I saw that the UK variant is the variant that we're seeing the most of in the US. Okay, yeah. So I think that that's the only problem that there are some variants that could possibly be more contagious, could possibly make people a little bit more sick. Um, so because of that, I think that we are not 100%, you know, yeah. in the clear. And as far as the vaccines, if I were to get a vaccine today, let's say my, I get my second dose and it's been my past two weeks, is there a possibility for a new variant to come into the U.S. and just throw that all out the window? Or should I be sort of safe as long as I have a vaccine? Yeah, so... I know some the vaccines, I think they all protect against certain variants. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like mutations happen all the time. So, you know, a COVID strain can mutate again. And yeah. it may not be, the vaccine you have may not be effective against it. So fast forward to a year, you think this will be more like uh, the flu where we're just sort of re-upping every certain amount of months or years? Something like that? I, I think so. You know, there's so many flu strains and, you know, the flu is something that we emphasize every year. Mm-hmm. Please get your flu shot and all of that. Um, so I definitely do see COVID becoming something like yeah. the flu and maybe having to get booster shots here and there. Right. But again, it, it just 
it'll become sort of part of the part of the side guys, right? Much like it did with the flu shot, where I don't really think about it. again, like I said earlier, sometimes mm-hmm. I hesitate and get it super late, but I get it. And it'll just sort of become something that we have to re-up just in order to stay safe. And also once we do have enough people that do take it, we'll create enough herd immunity for those that might be allergic to the vaccine or maybe uh, too immuno- immunocompromised to take the vaccine. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that? Uh, because I know that some people say, well, if they don't have to take it, why do I have to take it? And that sort of idea of people that are immunocompromised or people that are allergic to it, um, things like that. Yeah, well, obviously, we don't want people that are allergic to <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. to yeah. A, a certain ingredient in the vaccine to get it, you know, and die. So again, it puts the responsibility on us, the people that are able um, and that, you know, will maybe just have mild side effects from the vaccine to get it. Um, it's just part of it, like wearing your mask, like you said, it's, it's protecting your neighbor, so to say. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I can really say. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's just sort of doing your part. Um, what about for kids? I understand that like, uh, as of the 16, funny enough that it lands with the same numbers, but as of the 16, anyone over 16 can mm-hmm. get the vaccine. Can you explain a little bit about why we're going over 16 and what the dangers for kids uh, as far as COVID could be? So right now they are doing trials on children. And I do remember reading an article because they sent it to a family member um, that they did see that it was safe for 12-year-olds to get it and that they were responding well. Yeah. Um, so it all goes back to, you know, just having the time and the money to do the trial on on younger individuals. Yeah. Um, so I guess when they did the Moderna, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, they did it on people aged. I don't know. I don't know the age ranges, but <laughs> yeah, not younger than 16. Yeah. So it's mostly like that with a lot of vaccines, you know, you get them at certain age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad to see that at least we are seeing good data that, you know, possibly preteens can get it as well because I know a lot of kids are going back to school and I know that it's always a concern and the surges that we are seeing or the more cases that we are seeing are from school contact yeah. so yeah I was actually going to talk about that um, my kid is actually going back to school on Monday and that's something I was thinking about I mean I'm sure teachers have been vaccinated now by this point mm-hmm. or at least staff members things like that um I wonder if uh, the kids are running any risk uh, into going into it, sort of not even being considered for the vaccine. I know that like uh, certain precautions are going to be taken. I'm sure there's going to be masks, uh, social distancing, yada, yada, all that sort of things. Is there anything else we can do um, sort of like after they come to, uh, after they come home from school, so then they don't bring anything. I mean, are we doing like uh, disinfecting outside of home? (laughs) Like what, is there anything we can do? to sort of prevent from bring from them bring anything home? I mean, I think the best thing that, you know, a parent can do is just teach your kid, you know, like wear your mask, do not share anything with other kids, you know, like utensils, because, you know, kids are kids and they want to share. Um, so I think just at home, you know, like emphasizing, stay away from others, like don't take your mask off, don't touch your eyes. I know it's kind of hard because your kids, especially for kids like in preschool and kinder. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the only way we can really approach it because, you know, like COVID can't really travel in your clothes or anything and stay alive for a long time. So right. I don't think that disinfecting <laughs> <laughs> is, 
sort of deal would be very effective, but I mean, whatever gives you peace of mind. Yeah. Um, sure. But like I said, I think it'll just be more of teaching your kids at home to start school of the best COVID practices, you know, things we've had to do as adults right. more than they have, fortunately. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I was going to say, you think, uh, oh, sorry. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Sorry, a little brain fart there. It's okay. Um, I was gonna ask. I know it was COVID related. I know that. Uh, <laughs> it'll come back. Yeah, yeah, it'll come back. Um, shit. All right. I don't even know where to go from there. I th- that was literally my thing. I was gonna. Okay, I'll just I'll just switch it. So anyway, uh, Giovanna, um, so just tell me a little bit more about you. So you're going to Texas. What are you going to be doing in Texas? What are you studying over there? So I will be pursuing my master's in public health um, with an emphasis in environmental health, which is kind of, you know, for me a little bit. Yeah. So (laughs) so public health is is very broad Mm -hmm. and you can basically do anything in public health. Um, But I found my niche in environmental health. So it's, you know, assessing how people's environment, whether, well, mine is more like, how can I simplify it? Like air pollution, for example, how that affects someone's health, um, how maybe the soil, the polluted soil can affect your health. Right, yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that. Oh, cool. And why Texas, if you don't mind me asking? Well, it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. I'll give you that. Um, and I don't know. I'm just trying to grow as a person. And, you know, I've, I've lived here in San Diego my whole life. Um, I'm 23 years old. I think that it's time to venture off and yeah. go off into the world and make new experiences. And, you know, I don't know. I, I know I've, I'll feel like a fish out of water at first. Because I'm a Californian. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be obvious too. I'm sure when we get there, people will realize that you're from California. But it's okay. I yeah. Mean, like, like I said, it's part of the experience and you'll grow as a person, which is really good. And like, uh, I don't like to think I have an accent, but I'm, I probably but, have a Californian yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have one. But every time I see family from Louisiana, I make fun of theirs and they make fun of mine. So it's like, uh, and they, they probably think the same thing. They probably think they don't have one. But that's, I guess we talk slower. That's one thing that I've been told that we talk slower and we make everything like we elongate words. Um, but it'll be interesting. I wonder if you're going to come back with an accent. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Probably. Probably, yeah. And are you, um, have you been to Texas before? Is this, uh, this going to be a new uh, first for you or? Definitely not. I've, I've gone to El Paso. I've gone to San Antonio. Um, I've gone to Houston now, Austin. So I've definitely seen a good amount of Texas. Um, I actually drove to Texas A&M and I had to drive into the Permian Basin, which yeah. is like, there's nothing out there. There's, <laughs> there was literally towns with only one stop sign, which I, I was mind blown. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll uh, put some perspective, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, like I said, it'll definitely be a change, um, but I am familiar with Texas now, so that's good. Um, and you know, now I guess I'll switch up. I don't know 
Well, here I live close to a Whole Foods, but over there it's all AQB. Oh, okay. There's Whole Foods over there too, because that's where the like headquarters are at. But <laughs> they just have like their own thing. Everything in Texas is its own thing. Yeah, that's great though. I mean, I know from what I understand, the culture in Texas is very Texas. You know, everything is big in Texas. It's just it's. I think California is like that in a way where we're so proud of California and we love California. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many people want to come to California. Same with Texas. A lot of people just moving into, or like a lot of people are fleeing California to go to Texas. So that'll yeah. be interesting. You know, you'll, I'm sure you'll see a lot of people from California or at least more Southwestern and that you can relate to. I mean, you know, it should be pretty fun. Yeah. Well, when I went to Austin, I felt like I was kind of at UCLA because I, I saw yeah. UT, UT yeah. Austin. Well, I know it's just UT, um, but UT at Austin and it gave me that UCLA vibe. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that uh, places like Austin are very, um, what's it called, are very ser- city driven almost. Like, mm-hmm. Texas, I mean, Texas is huge, right? So yeah, you can fit so many types of different environments in it. But from what I understand, Austin is very, um, it's more of a city than anything else, which is pretty good. If you ever miss home, you know, I don't know how far you'll be from Austin, but at least it'll be closer than California. You know, you can have a little bit of a <clears throat> of what, what you used to have before. I think the only thing you won't have is the beach unless you go what all the way south. Yeah 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 i think that's true sorry i'm very bad with directions but <laughs> no, you're good. i mean i don't know how much you um, do like the beach but you know that's a very you know it's funny because i don't really go to the beach oh yet. well then perfect yeah you should leave yeah definitely no i would suffer i i love the water the water is too cold like i don't enjoy it <laughs> yeah, that's the best part if it's hot you jump in the cold water you know you're good but i mean i'm sure they have pools over there so <laughs> you have that going for you yeah, I can always just visit the pool at the rec center. Yeah, so, there you I'm go. good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, how did it feel to graduate from state? UCSD. Oh, sorry. UCSD. <laughs> My bad. Oh, shit. Offensive. Yeah, oh, <laughs> take that again. <laughs> how did it feel to graduate from uh, UCSD? You know, it was kind of, I don't know, like surreal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you said state because. I was so set on going to SDSU. Like I applied right. when I graduated, well, before graduating high school yeah. and they denied me. And then I applied again yeah. and they denied me once I was at city college. And then the third time I applied is when they accepted me, but then so did UCSB. Yeah. So, you know, I was kind of salty and <laughs> it was your turn to say no. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was my turn. So I said, no, thanks. Um, so I went to UCSB, but you know what? I, I'm glad I did. Cause, I don't think I would have majored in public health if I would have gone to SDSU. Oh, wow. Because okay. I initially applied as a French mm. literature um, major. And then I switched to public health because I've always been interested in the medical field. Yeah. But when I discovered public health, I'm like, oh, cool. You can, you know, work with communities, not work with an individual, you know, one-on-one. Yeah. So, so it was surreal. And I'm happy, you know, I made good friends there. Yeah. Um, and now I have a job thanks to going there, you know, yeah. by having who have known um, that no networking with yeah I was with saying, a who, professor. Who would have known that like one of the biggest public health incidents would happen right as you were graduating too, which is interesting because you literally got to apply your uh, your your knowledge right off the bat almost. You were still in school, yeah. When yeah, uh, I was yeah. still in school when you know we went on lockdown and everything. But yeah, I remember thinking, like, well, what am I going to do once I graduate? Like, where am I going to even apply? Because, you know, a lot of places yeah. you need, like, 10 years experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> being funny. exaggerated. But no, but it um, is but yeah, hard. Yeah. 
but COVID gave me the opportunity, which is kind of sad that the pandemic had to happen. But I mean, I got to apply my my knowledge and I feel like a lot of people do reach out to me on social media and they ask me questions like about the vaccine or, you know, what do I do? I test a positive or what do I do if I've been exposed? So I, it feels nice to be trusted. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, like, I feel like we don't, sometimes those resources just aren't available to us. You know, we mm-hmm. have doctors and, and healthcare centers and things like that, but it's so much easier to be able to reach out to someone maybe you trust or someone, you know, and just be like, Hey, yeah. you seem like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah right and sometimes that's the best way to get information because yeah i know some people will have their doubts but if it's coming from someone that they know or someone they can trust they can be like well why she doesn't have any bias to lie to me right because that's another thing i keep hearing it's like well doctors have a bias for you to believe in covid for you to take a vaccine it's like yeah Yeah. because they went to school yeah anyway but if it can can (laughs) come from someone they can trust you know i feel like it, it goes a long way yeah, it feels nice. It feels nice to to be trusted. Like I said, um, I definitely do like to emphasize to people like, hey, I'm not a doctor. Like, <laughs> please don't sue me. <laughs> I can't give you any medical advice. Um, so I always just keep it general, like public health, you know, stuff that I you could easily find on like the County of San Diego website or something or right, the but CDC. Some people won't take the time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what's frustrating because sometimes people ask me stuff that's pretty. I mean, to me, it's common sense but but hey again it it comes down to because maybe they'll look it up but they don't know how to look it up or how to look up a good source so they figured hey you study this so you probably did it for homework uh hook hook it up with some information you know yeah but i yeah i really don't mind you know even if i'm super busy or stressed i still answer to people that's great (laughs) that's great well joanna congratulations on uh going to texas um thank you, know, you i hope i wish you the best of luck not just in texas but with your masters my girlfriend right now is doing her um her masters and she's pulling her hair out so you know best of luck <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, a lot of work but a lot of fun and we're as a community we're super proud of you uh wish thank you, you the best thanks again for coming back can't believe it's been a year uh you know you were uh our first guest and you've been back a couple times since so just thank you so much for your support and uh, everything you've done for the podcast no, thank you for inviting me back and for caring about my opinions and my thoughts on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. You know, um, like you said, we some we got to ask someone. So there you go. Us asking you. <laughs> yeah. And it, I don't post that much, but I do. I did make an Instagram for public health information. So yeah. if you all want to follow me, it's at public health with Giovanna. Okay. Um, so feel free. You know, you don't have to follow me. You can just look up whatever information i have on there yeah sounds good uh for, if you guys want any more information make sure to follow Giovanna. and again thank you so much have a good rest of your day thank you bye